Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf. Roger Weiss, Derek Wangler from the Niagara Gazette, and Coach Leslie Simon, Ken East Bulldogs in studio. We're going to talk baseball, a little softball, some lacrosse, some rain, uh, pitching, you name it. We're going to go through it, plus news and notes as always. Good morning, guys. Morning, y'all. I love it. Morning, Tone. He's in a chipper mood, Frank. We're we're in for a good hour. It's Memorial Day weekend. More chipper than usual. You seem yeah. You seem All like right. you're you're a happy fella today. Uh, let's see news and notes, guys. Let's get into it. I know we had some rescheduling going on. Uh, <laughs> just what we needed. Roger, why don't you start today? Oh, well, most to of it is the uh, softball updates and all that. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Congratulations. That's a good update. To uh, St. Mary's of Lancaster, they won the Monsignor Martin Softball Championship. Uh, Aaron Hufford, Player of the Year. Uh, Is it a surprise that a coach that we had on the show wins the championship? No mm, comment. I'm just I'm saying. Not, I'm no just comment. Because <laughs> I got to deal with all the coaches. You know, you don't. So Can you just worms. deal with the ones that you bring in studio for the most part. So I face <laughs> the music when the uh, music is. Uh, out of beat if you and you're doing a great job of it uh but yeah uh <laughs> i like what uh miguel put in uh buffalo news with the headlines pomp and circumstance i don't know if you caught that the reason being that they're playing at three o'clock in the afternoon and mount mercy is graduating at six o'clock in the evening and st mary's of lancaster is graduating at six thirty. <laughs> so, so let's hurry up get the game in <laughs> it gets better they're moving right along Four to two after six innings. So, you know, all right, let's get out maybe an insurance run, and then one, two, three, and we're out of here. We can go to graduation. Well, eight runs later, St. Mary scores to make the score. Uh, no, it must have been ten runs. must have been – no, it was, I'm sorry, it was six to two going in. They score eight runs in the top of the seventh. Well, Mount Mercy says, yeah, well, we'll score seven. So it took about 45 minutes – to complete the seventh inning, and now it's getting tight as far as getting to graduation. Oh boy! <laughs> quick, quick, get dressed in the car. We're on our way. And Pete Snyder's got to hand out all the uh, uh, certificates for the uh, Monsignor Martin. All plus they had to kid. pose for pictures. Oh, exactly. You know, and, uh, I know the one girl from St. Mary. She left. Her name escapes me, and I apologize because I think she was either. 
valedictorian or salutatorian had to give a speech. So it's not like, you know, like Aaron Hufford says, ah, no problem. I, we got caps and gowns. I'll put my cap and gown right over my baseball uniform. <laughs> uh, well, you got to know Aaron. I mean, she's got the mentality of her mom and dad, which is, <laughs> I won't say anything further, you know. But, uh, no, that, it was it was just interesting. Like I say, they started in plenty of time until that seventh inning. So once again, congratulations to. Uh, and didn't Aaron win the one hundred in track? Yeah, she. Uh, I think she had to do uh, schedule her uh, softball around the track because I think she's going to the states for uh, track. Wow. And field. This girl can run. I yeah. mean, you know, as Dizzy Dean used to say, this girl can pick them up and lay them down. I mean, she gets on first; it's a triple because she'll steal second. And if she uh, avoids her dad's signal, she'll steal third too. <laughs> but uh, signal? We don't know nothing about no stinking signal. Yeah, you know, running through a stop sign. You know, I don't think you'll ever let her drive the way she runs through a stop sign. <laughs> but uh, no. And the amazing thing is, she's not. They're not a one man, one person team. Uh, she did not have that great a game, but when they needed her, she got a, the key hit in the seventh inning that kind of gave them a cushion. Earlier in the game, uh, a second baseman missed a ground ball. She's playing center field. A uh, girl tried to score from second. She threw a strike to home plate. And to me, I thought that was the turning point of the game. Uh, and then uh, the uh, starting pitcher finally ra- ran out of gas, so she came in and uh, got the last two batters in the game. So uh, she's put Monsignor Martin Player of the Year and deservedly so. Outstanding. Uh, if you want to see the uh, list of uh, Player of the Years, uh, uh, Pete Schneider gave it to me, and I posted it on our fo- uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, we'll probably go over this uh, maybe next week, but uh, if you wanted to see the uh, girls on there, go check it out. Uh, let's see. Quickly, uh, this afternoon, for those who haven't heard, I guess the Lancaster versus Will North game was stopped in the middle of the fourth inning, fourth I believe. Inning, yeah. Four nothing. Surprisingly, Will North, uh, fifth seed, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's nice. And uh, so they will pick up the game, continue where it's left off. Uh, because it wasn't five innings, sometimes they say, well, don't they restart? Not in Section 6. They'll pick it up. That's today, I believe, at 2 o'clock at Clarence High School. And then you have the uh, see, Class C softball finals. Uh, were canceled yesterday, rescheduled for today. So you've got Chautauqua Lake against Casadega Valley. That's at 5 uh, p.m. And then Maple Grove, Portville at 7. Yes, and then the crossover game will be Tuesday along with the Class D championship game. That will also be at, how do you say that, Promenschenkel Park? Well, I wanted to leave that for you. I purposely left it out. And, Roger, today you have Lancaster and Will North boys. Being picked up at 2 p.m. at Clarence, and that was 4-3 Lancaster in the bottom of the second, I believe. So what a coincidence. Both Lancaster, both Will North, both playing, both postponed, and both being picked up today. Wow. And not only surprise, the irony is uh, Lancaster playing their home games at Clarence. That would be like, uh, you know. That's the border war. (laughs) I was just going to say, they get along about as well as Will South gets along with Will East. You're uh, telling me of all the basketball games and football games that I've done over uh, the years? Bingo. It's all about the facilities, and we're going to talk about it later. And I would have loved to have gone yesterday. Uh, Orchard Park did knock off Niagara Wheatfield. And I actually thought Niagara Wheatfield, when they got down to the Final Four, they were my pick because they were 
you know, in the background and all that, and they were just playing solid, and uh, Orchard Park uh, picked it up. Uh, I guess Liz Liz pitched a heck of a game, a three-hitter or something like that, but... uh, yeah, that was a yeah. I mean, we we feel was a uh, you know kind of a dark horse there, but yeah, Orchard Park played a you know near perfect game to be well, able to knock them off. Yeah, they were a fifth seed. I mean, you know, four seed versus a five seed. Or no, they might have been. It was a, a two three. Two three. Orchard Park was a two. We feel was a three. Okay. Now, so. Derek, who plays? Is this a makeup tomorrow at noon at Niagara Falls High School? Did I read that correctly? That there's going to be uh, that's the Class A final. Yeah. So Clarence is waiting for the winner of today's. Uh, Lancaster will north. Yep. It's right in front of me. Final. Yep. Oh, okay. So, that's two p.m. We're going to talk about pitch counts now, huh? <laughs> Today and tomorrow and yesterday. That's a messed up thing right now. It could be. Okay, let's uh, move along with news and notes before we I, get into the heart of this. You, you, guys, you guys read almost everything I had here. Sorry. So, I mean, I, I'm I'll leave. worried about uh, Thank God this isn't a union job. Hey, you're the one who told me to go first. I did. I did. I'm not regretting it, though. But you're wearing a, <laughs> I should tell everyone you're wearing a Clarence High School baseball hat, right? Isn't that what that C stands for? No. Hey, I bought it because I thought the orange was red, and I thought it was a Cincinnati Reds hat. Oh, if you no. want to know the truth, that's like strike two right there. Not, nothing against Clarence. I'm just saying a Bears hat. You know they stole the C from them, and you thought it was a Reds hat. We're off I to didn't a bad start here. Stole the C from Clarence High School. They had to have. They had to have. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, moving right along. Yeah. Um, so you guys pretty much read all my notes in, in terms of baseball rescheduling, uh, but I will tell you this. Uh, Brett Banker sent this uh, memo out yesterday. The Ken West announced their Hall of Fame class 2017. I cannot believe you did not mention Jenna Rickens' name through all that. I was you saved that for me? You. All right, well, I like you. You're a good guy. A lot of other players, uh, there's a huge list out there. Uh, I'm not going to read everybody, uh, but I'll get it up on our Facebook page a little later. I do want It already is. It is? Yeah, I posted You're it. You're on the ball, brother. I did that yesterday. Can I still give a shout-out to the... Yeah, you could. We have Les Simon here from Kimmery, so I'm going to just make sure he hears this loud and clear. The <laughs> undefeated football team from the 1967 Ken West Blue Devils will all be inducted. Coached by Jules Yakupovich, <laughs> the radar defense! But, uh, no. Uh, Coach, where's your uh, Hall of Fame class? Did you, did you guys announce it yet? Or? We'll go every... It's year, next year will be the Kimmery, okay. so we go yearly. Okay. So we go we it alternates every year. Oh. Will, you, will you induct an entire team that went undefeated ever? Just to, you know, we got this West East rivalry going on this morning. I, I sense some digging I going on here, out. coach. I don't know. It's a rough crowd. It's like meet the press. I'm a, I'm a social studies teacher by nature here. And we have Derek, we have Roger, we have Frank, we have Todd. This is like meet the press of high school athletics. Nobody gets off easy when they come in here. But, now, I'm sure I know our our hockey team, our 2012 and 2016, yeah. I imagine they will go in in due time. Yeah, that would be nice. Also, uh, Healthy Buffalo, if you're not familiar with this organization, great uh, organization, www.healthybuffalo.org. Um, they have a sign-up registration right now for their girls' 10 and under basketball league, which is starting in June. So if you can head out to that website to uh, register your, your daughter or your niece or granddaughter, healthybuffalo.org. And uh, that's a fantastically uh, fantastic run organization by uh, Chaz Kirsch runs that. Great guy. Um, healthybuffalo.org. We talked about Ken West Hall of Fame. That's the last time I'll bring it up, Coach. Uh, speaking of Kenmore West, uh, yes. update on the field. Update on the field. It looks glorious for where it is right now. Um, the bulldozers are still there moving things around. The football field, we talked about this. The, 
the bleachers are there. The press box looks fantastic. It's like three times as large as the last one. Uh, as far as the diamond goes, I, I start. I started to see the. I want to say it has to be like the. I don't know the, the, the outer batter, shell of it. Yeah, the outer yeah. shell of a. I yeah. don't know. Now, if I could chime in, the facilities in Kenton is um, we're very excited about it. And our you mentioned uh, this has been like Christmas for you guys. Yes, and you mentioned Brett Banker, and um, you know this is his vision. And our athletic director, uh, Pat Beltry at Camarys. First of all, just if you've seen Adams Field, our football field, they're laying the track down this week, and it will be lit. And we're able to practice on it actually during the spring, and that is going to be a top-notch Friday night lights facility for track, for football, for lacrosse. Our baseball team and our softball teams practice on it. Have you guys seen Adams Field yet? Oh, it's the it, and the track isn't even down. It's going to be fantastic. What's going on at Crosby and at Kenmore West? Um, you know, credit to again Brett and Pat. Our athletic directors, it's just exciting times. And I was thinking a lot about the facilities. I think a lot of the baseball teams that can get on the football field and practice on the turf, I think that's a great advantage. I know we, I, I, you know, a lot, I speak to, you know, Dean at Grand Island, a couple guys who, that, that is a very helpful thing for spring sports, even if the football field is not baseball wise. Right. That, that helps the teams a lot. Quick question. You mentioned Friday night lights. Will Kenmore consider playing their football games on Saturday night instead of Friday night? Because that is going to be two more venues now where you're going to try to get officials? Well, just east, uh, Adamsfield has the lights. Yes. Crosby, Crosby won't have the lights. Crosby oh, does, okay. but east, east does. And, oh. again, wait till you guys see the finished product. It's just phenomenal. So if a game, if the Ken East, Ken West games at Ken East, we could see it on a Friday night instead of a Saturday afternoon? Um, again, that I can't. I don't think that they would compete with TNT. Yeah, that, I think no. they play around the same weekend. I don't for. think they compete against them, but that could be a homecoming thing too. Like even Orchard Park plays their homecoming games on a Saturday afternoon as opposed to a Friday night. I know so. next year West hosts it, so I we'll see what happens two years down there. Interesting. Road. Those were um, the uh, the player bench areas were always exposed all throughout Kenton. You go to Sheridan Expressway, wherever you want to go, Brighton. There's no uh, real dugouts, and it always bugged me about the town. They need dugouts, and I'm very glad like they to did see. it in Sweet Home. That those you, dugouts are you nice. got to have dugouts to protect these kids and, and get them away from the parents. Have that barrier, <laughs> and not between, necessarily in that you know, order. You're also yeah. going to have these fields are marked for soccer, for field hockey. You know, during the week, football's done practicing. You have seven o'clock soccer games. It's just going to be. Wonderful for all the sports. For absolutely, so that's what they're, what's going on at what uh, Kenmore yeah. West. I noticed they were yeah. starting to build Should be what ready looked to like roll the player the bench area. Yeah. Uh, one more thing for news and notes before we get on to uh, the main body of our show. What's Sh- that? Zach Prince. Yeah, our buddy Zach. Uh, Tom's been on our show a couple mm-hmm. of times already. He's coming back next week. Zach committed to Buff State. Uh, Coach Boy's got a good one there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, congratulations to the Prince family. Our buddy Jordan Hogan, if you guys remember, started out Hogan, as an intern on this Hogan, program, Hogan. started getting into coaching. And, and his career took off from uh, his, as soon as he walked out of the door of his st- the studio. His yeah, he started getting off. invited to coach at camps and clinics. Uh, next thing he's coaching at Buff State. And now he's going to, I forgot the name of the internship program that the NFL has, but it uh, looks like he's going to do an internship coaching with the Indianapolis Colts during uh, uh, training camp. That's awesome. 
Very nice. So congratulations to our buddy Jordan Hogan. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. He's just he's terrific and really knows the wide receiver position like no one else. So uh, we're happy for him. All right, guys, let's get into what's going on and basically get us updated. Uh, Derek Lacrosse. Oh, uh, oh well, congratulations to uh, St. Joe's. Uh, the Marauders won the Monsignor Martin in lacrosse. Uh, yeah, the I, the interesting thing happened with uh, Niagara-Wheatfield and Hamburg. Uh, both both Class Bs on, on both sides, boys and girls. Uh, Niagara-Wheatfield will play, will play Hamburg uh, in the Class B finals. For, That's never for happened before, has it? The girls have <laughs> never uh, – the girls have, have actually never played each other. The, oh, okay. The Niagara-Wheatfield girls – um, I had talked to Coach Trispanet, and she said that they've never been to a final before. So this is this is their first shot Big. at the final. Uh, but the boys uh, on the boys' side, it's the the sixth straight time uh, that this has happened in the uh, in, in the Class B final here. And uh, you know we'll see if uh, uh, see how that one goes. Niagara Weefield hasn't won one since 2011. So uh, Hamburg's pretty dominant, obviously. I hear a lot of good things about the Niagara Weefield uh, goaltender and defense that they play. I've been hearing that for the last three weeks. Yeah, I mean that would make sense that those guys. I mean, those really, Coach Schiffer has just been talking about how the entire team has been gelling a lot lately, and uh, you know he really likes the the size that they have. They haven't had like big midfielders, um, you know, to be able to match up with the Orchard Parks and the Hamburgs, and but you know this year they were able to really do that, where they they, lo- they only lost to Orchard Park by a goal, they only lost to Hamburg by a goal. Oh. Um, so you know they're they're right up there, and uh, you know they correct a couple of mistakes, and they might be able to to turn the tide this year. Where else are we? Uh, is that it for lacrosse? Uh, you know, that's all that I know uh, is the Class Bs. Um, I'll have to pull up uh, everything else. Just I'm, I can just give you the times and the venues for the uh, both the boys and the girls. Wednesday at All High Stadium, there will be two girls. Uh, sectional finals. I'm not sure which teams. I'll leave that with. Uh, I've got it, Rod. Hamburg and Niagara Weefield will be at All High Stadium. No, is that that's that's a great five. venue to play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They'll be there. That's and the uh, uh, Hamburg Niagara Weefield 5 p.m. at All High, and then also Lakeshore, the number one seed, uh, matching up against West Seneca East. That's a 7:30 start at All High Stadium. Over at Sweet Home on Thursday, you'll have number one Frontier versus Lancaster. And you'll have, I believe, in Class D is East Aurora versus Eden, and that's a 5 p.m. start. So little East Aurora and Eden are up first. Coach Archibald getting it done with uh, Eden as always. No surprise there. Okay, and then with the boys, uh, Thursday at five o'clock, OP Lancaster. This is at All High Stadium. Uh, Class B will be at 7:30 at All High Stadium. That's what we alluded to earlier. Hamburg, Hamburg versus Weefield. Yep. Then. Thursday at Will North, uh, Class C, the West Seneca East versus Grand Island, and at 7.30 at Will North, Eden versus Akron. Beautiful. And I believe those are all one verse twos. So uh, no, no upsets in the boys at all. That's yes. really all one verse twos That's there. completely correct, yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Roger's going to get us updated on softball, and then we're going to co- uh, talk with Coach Simon about uh, the baseball playoffs and where we are right now, including how the coaches are managing pitching. If you think about the rainouts that we've had and uh, the new rules regarding uh, pitch counts, so we're going to get into that, all that and more. On the other side of the break, you're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. 
We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Derek Wangler of the Niagara Gazette, Coach Leslie Simon of Ken East Bulldogs. Roger, let's get updated on softball. Where are we right now? I know you mentioned already St. Mary's of Lancaster, but what about Section 6? Section 6, okay. Uh, this afternoon at 2 o'clock, we're going to have the completion of the game between Lancaster and Williamsville North. Currently in the fourth inning, Williamsville North has a 4 nothing lead. So uh, that uh, hill uh, that uh, Lancaster is a climb is pretty close to a mountain because they are not a offense-oriented team. Uh, I assume Emily Nicosia, who is the pitcher for Will North, was having a good old time. If she's on, nobody's going to hit her. They waiting to play them is uh, Orchard Park. Orchard Park won a game yesterday against Niagara Wheatfield. They had a play at Duville College because the rain was so much in the South Towns, even Orchard Park's turf field was unplayable. So wow, they moved wow. the game to Duville. They tried to, they gave them north. They didn't want to come up to north, though. They offered them Will North, and they turned it down. So then they went to, you said Duville? Yes. Cost them an extra chunk of change. They had a free diamond at Will North, and for some reason they said, no, we're not going up there. Now, this was Orchard Park's call? Yep. Okay. Uh, I get I, that's what I gathered. That's what I heard. I'll take your word so, for it. I didn't. I was under the weather. I did not attend uh, either game yesterday. The North was open. Uh, class A one. Congratulations to uh, Williamsville East. I believe they are the best team in Class A one. If they bring their A game, which they did, I think the biggest surprise in the A one playoffs was that uh, Williamsville South knocked off West Seneca East. Everybody was waiting for an all-East final between West Seneca East and Williamsville East. Uh, Katie Quagliano must have pitched a heck of a game. I believe they beat him 4 nothing, 5 nothing, somewhere around there. Uh, class, the uh, Will, excuse me, Will East did knock off uh, Amherst in the uh, A1 championship game. In the A2 game, Olean knocked off Amherst. So we're going to have an all red and gold final uh, Tuesday at Will North when Olean plays Williamsville East. I hope one of those teams well, brings their white uniforms <laughs> instead of their red uniforms. Otherwise, you know, I need cataract surgery. They don't have to flaunt it out there, you know, with that. Uh, Class B, this is going to shock you. The Pew won Class B one. No, yeah, and they beat Alden in the championship game. Get out, exactly. Uh, uh, Class B two, the surprise team so far, uh, Medina. Uh, Hoagie, are you listening? Medina won Class B two, one nothing win over uh, Fredonia. Everybody so. thought Fredonia was going to be the <laughs> B two favorite. They won one nothing, and then when they play, Medina plays Eden, and you know what we say: you give a team uh, four outs in an inning, that's not good. <laughs> Eden gave them five outs in the beginning. They lost to uh, Medina five to four, but uh, don't worry about Eden; they're going to be around. Uh, two of their three pitchers are eighth graders. That's <laughs> oh, not fair. Every once in a while, they bring in the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> The sophomore, you know, she's the old lady on the pitching staff. So uh, I'm sure uh, 
Eden is excited for probably the next four years. They are looking pretty good. Uh, Class C, they keep getting rained out at Promenschenkel Park in uh, Dunkirk. They will play today. Uh, I would suggest getting there by four because I've heard two conflicting reports, four and six, and I've also heard five and seven. Well, five and seven is what was sent to me from section six, and I posted that on our Facebook page. Uh, And then uh, Class D, uh, Franklinville, they're going to the finals again. Allie Haskell uh, bringing in her resume of uh, what? 13 career no-hitters or whatever it is. And she's only a junior, Anthony. Wow. So uh, I think that's the update. I told you about the uh, Monsignor Martin earlier. So uh, I think I'm caught up. I think you did. You did a wonderful job, Roger. Uh, Coach, let's get on to baseball. Another thing, do you guys know that you ever seen the show ESPN, the sports reporters, that was canceled? This is... Like ESPN, the sports reporters here and out. Mike, well, Mike, Lu- this is, yeah, yes. Mike Lupica and uh, yeah, there was, there, John, the, the late John so, Saunders used to host yes. it, and it was their last show was last week. So, fellas, this is ESPN. Well, this, this is it. Right this here. is it's similar to <laughs> it you know, when I started the show what sixteen plus years ago. It was based off of uh, a program that I saw, and I, I don't remember if it was HBO Showtime. Where the uh, they were talking about uh, high school football in the small towns across America, where you would have uh, people throughout the town. Maybe they'd gather at the barber shop or at the diner, and they're all just sitting around mm-hmm. a table shooting yep, the breeze about high school sports. So when the idea of the show came up, yeah. that's what immediately came to my mind, right. and that's right. how I built this as and far as bringing in, uh, you know, lots of people. And, and the high school coaches are we're all grateful. I mean, we kibitz, you know, hey, you bless it, you know, you watch it, it's on demand. So speaking for all the high school coaches, we're extremely grateful for this. It's a great forum, and Frank, you've added a lot to the show. And thanks to all the uh, publications out there that are constantly loading stuff up on our Facebook page. You guys are driving so many people to our page, and I'm very grateful for that. I think right. it sounds like a, HBO. It sounds like one of those shows Brian Gumble would have produced. <laughs> you know, uh, it's Adam, it was a long time ago. Yeah, so, but that's what stuck to my mind. Right, That'd be at least fifteen years because I've been around fourteen now, Anthony. Believe yep. it or not, so, you still hang on to me. I don't understand it. Baseball. First of all, I just want to mention my own group on eight and six this year. Um, very nice bunch of kids. The coach worked hard. Um, represented our school well. I was proud of them. Um, before we get into the AAs, um, Frank mentioned Kenmore West, our crosstown rivals. Do want to congratulate Coach John Haynes? They won the NFL title for the first time since 1993, and they um, had a great win against Orchard Park. They're sending two players to Niagara: Benny Serrano, Kyle Laplante, Dominic Schmidt will come back as a junior. Be one of the better pitchers in the area, and just a great job. I know Frank, you know Coach Haynes very well. Very well. To say very he's well. dedicated is an understatement. Did they win in, was it their last NFL championship, 92 or 90, 93? I, 93, I believe. Okay, That's I think it was 92. My brother was on that team. Was it? Um, and Joe Thomas got yeah. drafted by the Red Sox. Uh, Woohoo! Born on the same day as I was, same hospital, and my um, parents still think they brought the wrong kid home. <laughs> but he did a you know, full credit to John. I think I'm kidding. And, um, and Ken West. A lot of excitement in the area. All right, starting, we know we mentioned Class A, Lancaster and Will North are finishing today. I think North is, is the only team that beat Lancaster during the league. Yep. Lancaster, to show how dominant they were doing my research this morning, they only gave up 29 runs and 69 hits all year. But the game is 4-3. 
And, um, you know, it's anyone's game. And any of the Williamsville, north, east, south, there's never really an upset when they win. But that could be a shootout. And Clarence will practice this morning and then get a nice look at them. And then the winner plays Clarence tomorrow. You mentioned Clarence is young. I'm speaking to John after the game, but they can hit and they are pretty deep. So, hey, Coach, I wanted to ask you something. I sure. didn't but put yourself in Lancaster's shoes or Will North's shoes right now. You're the head coach. Mm-hmm. They end your game in the middle of an inning, play it a day later. What does that do to, to, prep, to prepare? It, it takes you out of your, your rhythm. And high yeah. school kids are, are very routine-oriented. It takes you out of your rhythm and your pitching. You know, obviously, maybe can you come back with the guy who pitched yesterday on paper? Yeah, who knows? How does he feel? You know, you, you and I were talking. You know, you do throw 60, 70 pitches in the warm-up. You don't know. You don't know how your kids are going to bounce back. Um, it, it makes it a crapshoot, and it changes your momentum. And then you have to come right back tomorrow and play a fresh Clarence team. So, and, But you have five-plus innings left to play in this game yes. in particular. Yes. Do you approach – it's 4-3. It's a one-run game right mm-hmm. now. Do you approach it any differently? Like you're, I mean, you come in, you still got a whole – almost an entire game to play. Yep. You approach, you it, approach like it, zero, zero, you approach it like okay. it's 0-0? You approach it like it's 0-0. Okay. Especially being the circumstance. Um and the only thing that's a little different is you know you're going to play all seven, whereas sometimes during the year when you know you have a five-inning game, you're bunting in the second or third inning. Roger, you've been around and seen those five-inning games. No, I'm just getting – I'm ready to be, you know, devil's advocate. Yeah. I really want to be devil's advocate right now. Why do I sense trouble? <laughs> no, I think you're going to like this one. All right, so what's the pitch count rule for uh, 125, right? Mm-hmm. If he pitches 125 pitches, he needs four nights rest. Right. Now, he pitches yesterday. He pitches 62. So now he can pitch the next day because it's er, – I'm sorry. He makes 39 39 pitches. 40. He can come back the next day because they – tonight is the night's sleep. Like the one night's rest. So he can come back with 40. So So. now he comes back tonight. How many can he pitch tonight? Um, to, he can go um, up to eighty five. Mm-hmm. Is that how that works? Yes. No. It it resets. It's it's not that, cumulative that, during the week. That's my point. It makes this. It pitch is not cumulative during the, the week. More ridiculous. Yeah. If he would have pitched the, uh, what? What did I say? Thirty nine, forty, yeah. and another eighty four today. He could still yeah. pitch what in three days instead yeah. of four days. It's nuts. It's so definitely Frank, not you, perfect. You can't save your. You can't yeah. save someone for tomorrow. So I think uh, it could be advantage, Clarence. It really could be. You cannot save someone for tomorrow because there is no tomorrow. Whereas if he'd have got that game in and maybe you know had that you know same day off, now Clarence get an extra day off, which yeah. is I got to tell you them. that it, I was at the Clarence Ken West game. The conditions were not that far off yeah. between the Clarence Ken West game. And what we had yesterday at Lancaster North, the conditions were not far off. Yeah. It's strictly umpires. You know, if uh, so. one set of umpires says, yeah, we can continue to play, and then a day later a different set says, no, I'm uh, That's their call. It. So it should be very interesting what happens today. Um, again, you know, North did beat Lancaster once this year, but Lancaster has been dominant, and Clarence is playing great baseball. So we will see how much this takes out of Lancaster. Or Williamsville North, whoever wins it, 
going into tomorrow versus a rested Clarence team that is young but is deep and can hit. And there really weren't many Cinderella's or upsets. It went true to form. Again, great win for Ken West taking out Orchard Park. Class A, you have a great matchup today at noon. You have Williamsville South versus Olean. Olean came down from A1, and obviously we didn't see them. Just They've come down, and they've wreaked some havoc. I mean, they 17-5 against Iroquois. They took out a very good Maryville team, and then they beat Luport 9-2. Um, Dan O'Derrick, you were at our Luport game. Nice run to Luport, making it all the way to the A, the A1 finals. Excuse me, the A2, the A2 finals. Final, Coach yeah. Mark Wapel does a great job with them. So that was a nice run for them. Olean, seeing them a couple years ago, very big. Um, they're one, one through nine. They can pitch. They can hit. Um, they haven't lost this year, I believe, checking them out on Max Preps. Yeah, Max Preps has them listed as the number four team in the state. Really? Yes. Like the only reason they didn't get the number one seed is because their PowerPoints, you know, it's it's B1s and right. C1s. They're, they're playing they're a lot of uh, lower teams down there. Most of their but, um, games are against right. Cs and Ds. You know, I would say when they took out an extremely good Maryville team, they Hello, had Hernandez and yes. Fleming, and that kind of got our attention. Will South, the two seed, 7 um, nothing against Hutch Tech. Five nothing against a very good Grand Island team. You know, the one that maybe caught everyone's attention, obviously caught everyone's attention. They eliminated a extremely good Williams Elise team two to one. A boy named Austin Murphy that who hadn't who mm-hmm. hadn't pitched a complete game all year. Um just pitched. You know, kept them off balance and um and Will East, you know, we we see those same names, the Max and the other names, uh that was an, obviously a great, great win for Will South. Can you call it an upset? A yeah, surprise, but Williamsville South is very good. Well, not only that, they're defending uh, section they championships uh, with uh, most of their teams returning. Absolutely. Yeah. They and want I, to give I, Lester a go out with a bang. <laughs> yes. I texted Coach Gaj yesterday. He did a nice job this year. You know, I sometimes I look for oh, teams who maybe didn't go all the way, whose coaches did did nice jobs this year. That's not an easy year to play. They had a bullet on their on their chest all year. And yes, they did not get back, but I thought he did a nice job with him. With I just I just want to mention right. Sometimes in defeat, you got to mention guys who I think no, did a you're nice right. job. And no, he you're did right. a nice job. Anyways, so that should be a classic matchup. Will South versus Olean. You got a good one in in Class B. You have Alden versus Fredonia. Fredonia, what can you say? Seven in a row, ten out of twelve. Alden, typical Fredonia. Typical Pitching Alden. and hitting. I think, you know, Bignar, Tom Bignarski, who's tremendous, he went Saturday. So I don't think he went during the week, and I think he's ready to go today, and he's a big-time player. So that is that is going to be a great, great game, um, Alden versus Fredonia. Yeah, obviously, on paper, you would say Fredonia's the favorite, but if I'm pretty sure Tom Bignarski is getting the ball. He's, I think he's going to NU, right? Is that I believe so. Oh, yes, by the way, I'm just backtracking. Um, Benny Serrano and Kyle Plant are going to Nag University. So, again, a little more kudos for our, our crosstown rivals from West. Class C kind of held um, to form. You have Allegheny Limestone versus Maple Grove at Jamestown. And Class D also one versus two, North Collins versus Brockton. Those should be terrific games. So you have um, great matchups today. Again, the Will South Olean game should be a dandy. Oh, absolutely. Quick question on pitch count, getting back sure. to that again. Mm-hmm. Now, you were talking about Bednarski, and mm-hmm. he's a stud, and he's ready. Yes. Supposing three innings in, well, maybe they have a big inning. Mm-hmm. So they uh, 
they're up quite a bit. Would they consider pulling Bednarski for Pitchtown's reasons so they could use him <coughs> for the regionals? Yeah. yeah, you can always put him back. You know, and I will. I'll tell On you. The reentry rule. You can right? always yeah. put him back as long as he stays in the game. He can go back as a pitcher. So you. So can he really. has to go to a position. Yeah. Uh, he can't okay. go to the bench uh, yeah. and then come back in. Yeah, because I we asked about that a couple times this year, and we were up or down. Yes, they yes he could. They don't have the reentry rule in uh, baseball like they do in softball. I believe so. Well, then we just, he, he wouldn't have necessarily. I mean, I guess he's good yeah. enough where he, they'd put him out. Yeah, of and all of his coaches, when we do that, we play it safe. We leave him in the game. Okay. To make sure, and I did ask about that. And as long as it's he does stay in the game, and yes, does reenter, um, he's got to be one hundred percent sure on that. The fields but, are good in Dunkirk. Are they? This, this just in. Great. So, you know, and we're talking about, about pitching and something interesting, talking to Coach Haynes. Some of the schools, I, I believe Clarence is um, kind of going, they're not going with the one guy. They're going, like, with a couple guys, 60-60. But here's what's happened with pitching. Um, it has changed things a lot, and it's changed, I believe, how you coach. Now, I was talking to Tony off the air, and I was talking to Frank. This week, Sports Illustrated, it's curveball. You really want to try to keep your pitch counts down. And looking at some of the quotes here um, from this week from North Collins, um, a boy named Dylan Mercado, he worked fast, throw the ball, the plate, his breaking balls kept them off balance. The boy against us was, was going to say, you know, from first curveballs. Matt Carden and Paul, Ian Evansworth yes, threw a lot yes. of great, great curveballs this year. Paulie Nasca this morning, he fastball, changeup, curveball. What you want to do is, is, the best way to keep your pitch counts down is to get ground balls. And, you know, the strikeout pitchers do work deep into counts, and you can look up and it's 85 pitches in the third or fourth inning. So, so if you're the opponent, are you telling your guys, I'll work the look count. at it, look yes. at what, let that first pitch yeah. come in. You want, like the Red Sox do, yeah. make them pitch. Like, then we see the guy from Wheatfield, I think Gordon was his name. He, he threw gas against us. I mean, he was throwing Satchel, Page, Denny, McLean, country gas. Ooh. And I'm saying, guys, take a few pitches. Try to foul something off. We need to get his pitch count up. So it's it's changed the science of pitching. And, yes, and these are, I brought these for you guys, these are what you did between innings. You know, you would you would go to the other dugout, hey, I have 64, you have 65. And we're, that, that was not a problem. But you're watching this. And, and one other thing, too. I mentioned to Tony out there, this year especially, playing the last week, a lot of us played seven games in six days, doubleheaders. The guys who won division titles, that's a great accomplishment this year because you had to really manage your pitchers. We had eight guys pitch during the week. You had positional players had to go in and pitch. So, you know, the star points won 11-1 and won and won their division, and, and other people I'm leaving out, whoever won Tanawan and won their division, that's a great accomplishment because this was not a year you could roll out your aces right. you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I would think the biggest problem on pitch count, because I've already heard we've had a couple controversies where Team A says, well, uh, we got him at 120 pitches or whatever. I'm just picking two numbers now. And the Team B says, no, I only got a... Uh, oh, so it's 60. Yeah. Come on, no, what are you no. talking about? And I would think the only difference would be foul balls with two strikes. That would be where the biggest controversy... Because yep. every don't they actually put in the scorebook now, balls, strikes? Yeah, it's this right here. Use, use that sheet. Yeah, yeah, use that sheet. No, it really wasn't too bad. And, and the home rule is the book. Hey, try being... Try but being. It's, my point being, if you go to the scorebook, you can see the count was three yeah. and two. But you don't know how many foul balls that guy fouled off with two yeah. strikes. They don't have oh, any point. provision for that yeah. in good the point. scorebook. Yeah. And, heck, even what? 
three of those in an yeah. inning, you're talking 18 pitches. And also your catcher, innings. when your catcher doesn't catch the you know third strike and he gets on base, that also adds to the pitch count. So it's changing the science of pitching in this end. You know, you know the Yankees how they running, you know, work deep into counts. It's really two pronged now. Keep your pitch counts down, get ground balls, work the batter, get those pitch counts up. Right. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll have more with Coach Les Simon. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, and then Sports Talk Saturday at 11. Nate in the driver's seat today, Derek. All right. Make sure you keep it tuned in. I have a question that I wanted to bring up, and this was uh, tweeted to us last week after last week's show by uh, Dan Meyer. He wanted to know, uh, it says the uh, baseball numbers are down. And he wasn't specific, so I I, I uh, attended a little league game last week, and I talked to a couple of the coaches, and they said, "Yeah, numbers are down for house teams because travel baseball has picked up so much. So more and more kids, their focus is on, and their parents is on travel. So it looks like numbers are down, but that's just for house. Does that sound uh, correct? Yes, it does. And and it, you know, and you're an old, we're both old show shown people. Absolutely, <laughs> there is a place." For house league, and if you go behind Dick's, I think it's Melot, and you go out there on us, it's a beautiful facility. And I think what I if what I used to like the way Shoshone used to do it is you'd play your house league, and then from your house league you develop your travel team, and your travel team would go out and play tournaments. Now the travel ball today is outstanding, and coach you you coach it too. So yes, um, it is hurting the house league. Some, and I think that's going to happen because of the tournaments and and how you know how much baseball these kids can play. So I think it's down maybe some at the house level, but well, I it's it is up at the travel level because of so many kids want to go out and, and play that tournament baseball. So I think there's a good mix for both. I think baseball overall in this area, I think it's great. I think high school baseball and high school softball, and you can test them more. I think the level's great across the board overall, and it's yeah, because of people like Frank right. who you know, coach it in the summer. Um, so, yes, going back to your question, House League is going to be down some, but there is always a place for House League, Tony. That is the, that's the grassroots of baseball. Well, I went, I went to watch uh, one of my players uh, from football. He plays in both house and travel. Yeah. Uh, some of our players are only playing travel yeah. and not house. Yeah. We wish they would play both. I mean, the old social model was great. but uh, Well, how many days a week is it ideal for a kid to play baseball? Me, I think four or five at the most. You've got to have a couple days off. I don't think seven days a week. You also need some time to rest a little bit, maybe work out a little bit. You know, if you are doing a couple sports, you do need to. You know, we have a very nice relationship um, at, the, at both East and West with, you know, football, baseball. We share a lot of athletes. Uh, they need time to, you know, do their summer work with those programs also. I think four or five is more than enough. But those tournaments are different animals. You're playing five games, what, Frank, from Friday to Monday. So you're getting a lot of baseball in a short period of time. Well, plus the, the rainouts were affecting them. I know they kept, you know, I'd, I'd run into my yeah. players when I go pick the kids up from school. Yeah. Hey, you know, how many games? Oh, we only got one game, And two I still games. think kids need to be kids, too, a couple yes. nights a week, too. They, they really do. 
Because that's what my my fear is, is that we're pushing it. And in fact, I posted an article on our Facebook page from USA High School Football, I mean, USA High School Sports, about uh, managing it and not burning kids out. I saw that. I I thought it was pretty interesting. They Uh, they need to play multiple sports. Right. And um, also have a bit of downtime, too. Yeah, and, and they have to have the time to be kids, to, to play no with their question. friends and, and do things like that. Uh, on the flip side, though, you look at today's generation where the kids aren't as out, outside as much as when I grew up. You know, when, yeah. when I grew up, you know, I hate to sound like the old guy, but, uh, you know, we, from sun up to sun down, we were playing. Playing strikeout. Strikeout, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, football. I mean, we play everything all day long. We didn't come in. Now you're hard pressed yeah. to find a game. A there were no game pitch counts on. when we played strikeout. No, <laughs> no, that was you throw your spray, arm out. You would spray paint the school the box. Yep. yep. And then during football, you would spray paint your street with um, with yard, yard markers. Lines. Yes. And uh, quick question, and uh, you were talking between travel and that. Do you foresee long term any? Ebbing of interest in baseball. If so, how would the uh, fact that what's happening at UB and now ECC affect that? Do you see any? Uh, I certainly effects? hope not. I mean, um, those of you who read the paper this morning know you know ECC. It's hockey too. There's a chance that perhaps it could be good. That was very disappointing. What happened at UB? Coach Torgowski, a great, great gentleman. I still don't understand yeah. why you dropped baseball. So I hope not. I mean, there's still Niagara. Too and you know Rob McCoy you know is recruiting locally, which is great. Also, I don't think so. I think by the time they get they get to that level, they're still. I mean, they're still on trip. I mean, I don't think that will hurt it so hurt it so bad. It's just going to force kids to play if they can't play locally. They're just going to go elsewhere. Obviously, speaking just going back for a second, travel versus house league. I, I've been involved with the house league for almost uh, twenty years. I'm involved with the St. Paul's baseball. We're celebrating our fortieth year okay. in existence this year, but. The house leagues, tall, melod, a lot of those leagues start in, like, April. So they're done at the end of June so yeah. they can go play travel. Yes, the problem that's, is that's good too. travel wants to start earlier. Now, in the town, we're done. End of July, we're done. All of August, those fields sit empty. Yeah. Well, because of travel, we're going to miss kids at the start of football. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, we all have to work with it. We do have to work with it. I think you are right. Those leagues do. If there's no rain, they do finish so early. And I always, it's always interesting. Hey, end of June, we're finishing our season. Um, it's kind of silly. Yeah, it it is silly. And I think if you could extend the house a little more into, you should be playing baseball in July. You're getting out of school June. The last day of exams is like June 21st. So you should uh, in be, the public schools, yeah. in the private schools, like I say, <laughs> Mount Mercy and St. Mary's of Lancaster graduated last Wednesday. Yeah, we should, wow, yeah, we should. We there should be a little more into July in the house leagues. How much involved do you get? How much do you get out there and look at uh, the little leagues to see p- uh, players who might be coming up to Kenmore East? I try to try to get I try to get to a few town games. You know, tall country is mostly Tanawan. I do try to. Get to some town games, especially late in the year. Do you make um, it a point to get to know coaches and, and talk to them? Yeah, absolutely. You have to do that kind of stuff. No I, I've called Les a couple of times. I said, Les, look, uh, there's this kid on our team playing a, yeah. pitching a championship. Just a couple of years ago, I called you, and I never spoke to Les before. He was at that game watching this kid pitch. You know, yeah. a kid that came through Kenmore East and 
he showed up. Yeah. Another thing I always tell our, I emphasize, I tell every kid in our program is you make sure you're very respectful to your Little League coaches and your town coaches. They are out there. They are <laughs> volunteers. They're doing this on their own time. It's also a message I think the high school coach should send is to be very grateful to whoever's coaching you in the summer. Chances are it's a dad, someone like you, right? Yeah. There's a dad out there. So, but yes. And we love doing it, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, that wraps it up for today. Uh, Derek Wangler, thank you, as always. Roger and Frank and Coach Simon, thank you. Thank you for the beautiful shirts that uh, you gave. If it wasn't for less, I would never get a wardrobe update. <laughs> so I can't thank you enough. Derek Kramer for producing. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.